0: ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه اما بعد فان استقل الحديث كتاب الله واحسن هدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم والشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعه وكل بدعه ضلالة وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد الحمد لله على نعمه الاسلام Sunnah. Oh, او praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah. Alhamdulillah we continue going over the tremendous book by. The Fudult al-Shaykh. al alama Imam bin Baz. Rahimahullah ta'ala. The book which is entitled. Duru's al al-Ummah. Important lessons for the general masses of the Muslims. We are still dealing with. The Arkan. The pillars of the salah, the pillars of the salah. And this lesson, as all of these lessons in this tremendous book, they are vital to the Muslims. These are things that all of us need to know inside and out. Without exception, we need to know these things inside and out. The salah is of extreme importance to us. So it is incumbent and it behooves us to have it, an extreme concern for it, that we learn its rules and regulations, that we learn the manner in which we are to perform it, that we learn the manner in which we are to have concentration and the like inside of it, so that we may benefit, so that our hearts may be cleansed, so that we may be affected in a good way so that we may truly benefit from the salah the Sheikh, he gets into the or he mentions the second pillar and the second pillar for the salah then it is takbiratul ihram. it is the opening takbir now remember the pillars of the salah they are those that, if they are missing the salah, it will not count. If they are missing the prayer, it will not count. The first pillar was the standing when one has the ability to stand. If one has the ability, is a pillar from the pillars of the prayer. So if one, in the obligatory prayers, if they have the ability to stand and they do not stand, then their prayer will not count, it will be invalid in the obligatory prayers the second pillar is the opening takbir the takbir and it is called of al-Ihram, takbiratul-Ihram now again, it behooves us to know and to have understanding And knowledge about our prayer why is it called with this name why is it called the takbir of al-ihram why is it called that right what is the significance in that name these are questions that if we didn't know them or we don't if we don't know the answers to them then this should give us pause This should give us pause. We should reflect over our life and over our priorities. We should reflect over what we deem essential and non-essential. We should reflect and we should think and we should ponder. Because of the vital things we don't know and we are unaware of. But there are things that we know and have knowledge of that we agree are not vital. This should make one really think and really question themselves. Do they and are they truly concerned with that which benefits them? The Sheikh he mentions, he says, The Shaykh, he mentions, he says, takbira. Takbirat al-Ihram Ni Annaha He said that this opening takbir تكبير, has been called the takbir or takbirat al-Ihram is has that name because it is the key to the prayer The Miftah, the key to the prayer or the opening to the prayer. This is how one begins to actually pray now is that by this takbira. this takbira of al-ihram so again what is it called it's called takbiratul-ihram takbiratul-ihram now again for third time what is it called takbiratul-ihram na'am. now when I pause when I pause this is to give the listener, the, the the viewer, an opportunity to say the answer, and and, and inshallah Yani, interact as much as you're able to, okay? Because inshallah this will help for the information to stick and for you and it will help you retain the information. So when I pause, this is to give you time to 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 say the answer, okay? So let let's so let's let's try it now. So this takbirah is called takbirah. Takbirah to what? Al-Ihram. Naam. Why? Because it is the key to the prayer. It is the key to the prayer because it is the opening of the prayer. We stand there, right? How do we actually enter into the prayer? Is by this takbirah. This this opening, Tekbeer, Tekbeer to what? El Ehram. Nam. Wa O Walu, what O Waluha, the Tekbeer to is the beginning of it, meaning the beginning of the prayer. While Mother Kalu, and the entrance into the prayer. Fala Yadu Kulu Sala, Wala Yasulu et Tehriim, Ella Biha. So one will not enter into the salah, nor will the prohibition be established except by way of it. Now so now we're getting another shade and aspect and angle for the understanding of why it is called the tahdi, the takbir or tul ihram. That which puts you in a state of ihram. Meaning that what things that are ordinarily halal now are not halal due to this state that you are now in so this is what the sheikh means he says that this tahrim the prohibition right it begins by this takbira by the opening takbira wa min al-ma'lum he says because it is well known an al-musalli that the one who prays either kabbara فإنه بمجرد التكبير حرمت عليه أمور لم تكن محرمة عليه قبل الصلاة. Because it is well known that the one who prays merely by making the opening تكبيره, merely by making the opening تكبيره, the تكبيره to that there are going to be certain matters. That will be prohibited upon them. Of which were not prohibited upon him or her before they began the prayer. There are certain things that are now prohibited upon an individual. That were not prohibited prior to the prayer. So for example an individual talking and having a conversation. Prior to the prayer this is fine. Talk and have a full conversation. Once they enter into the prayer by this takbir. By making takbir al-ihram. Now what? They cannot conversate like they were conversating before because now their focus is on the prayer. Now they now they're praying, they're in a state of prayer. So now the conversation that they could have had before the prayer, now it has to wait until when? until they're freed from the prayer by the teslim. Okay? This is an example. And these things that the Shaykh, he mentions these these things are are well known and wallahu a'lam, uh don't need any further uh, clarification Na'am. but the shaykh mentions he says that which put a person in the state where these things are now prohibited it is the the takbir the takbir so What is another shade of the reason why it's called with this name Al-Ihram Because it puts a person in a state Where things that were previously permissible now become prohibited So this is why it has this name The Takbiratul Ihram The Takbirah that prohibits that which was previously permissible Puts you in a state now That things that you could have done now you can't do them While you're in the prayer While you're in the, the prayer what Jamir al Ahman Elati Takunuf Salah Kulliha Tafilun Liha Takbir Eladihua Technimun Salah and all of the actions that come in detail that are done inside of the prayer, they follow and they are attained and achieved by this opening tekbir that puts one in this state for the prayer that puts one in this in this in this state of um, tahrim for the prayer where things that they could have done before now they cannot do. فَأَنتَ تَرُكَعُ for example so you will make Rukur. you will make سُجُود وَتَسُجُودُ وتناجي وتسبح إلى غير ذلك تكبيرا لله سبحانه وتعالى. so for example in the prayer you will bow unto Allah سبحانه وتعالى. you will prostrate unto him. you will humble yourself and so submission to him جل wa'ala. You will make dua, you will supplicate unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You would beg upon Allah for success and safety and so on and so forth. You will praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To the end of that, all of that you will do takbiran lillah subhanahu wa ta'ala, glorifying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all of that. We do it glorifying Allah Azza nam, Praising Allah Azza So on and so forth. This is of extreme importance that an individual they recognize and they acknowledge the likes of these things when they are praying. That yes, you're praying, and in that prayer, you are cognitively glorifying Allah. Praising Allah, you're not just mechanically going through the motions But you're praising Allah Thanking Allah Showing gratitude unto Allah Glorifying Allah And I want you to reflect upon this when you pray I want you to reflect upon all of the things Allah has given you All of the bounties Allah has given you and the bounties are many the bounties of of your health the bounties of the faculties that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you, your eyesight, your hearing, your intellect, so that you can appreciate the beauty of a sunset, you can appreciate the birds chirping, you could appreciate the sounds of the river as it flows, you could appreciate the sounds and the laughter of your children, right? These things that bring joy to your, to. To, to 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 your heart these things that bring joy to your life these things that are enjoyable inside of your life the giggles of your children the, the laughter and the smiles and so on and so forth of your children of your grandchildren of your nieces of your nephews of your brothers your sisters so on and so forth now I'm the yani seeing uh doing something pleasant for your for your mother and seeing the joy on her face so on and so forth this brings joy to a person all of these things will be Unreachable, except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed you with all of these things. Allah Ta'ala has blessed you with everything that is good, everything that you love, everything that you cherish, Allah has given it to you. Allah has given it to you. So when you pray and you're thanking Allah and you're praising Allah, you're praising Allah and thanking Him for all of the bounties He has given you. And at the top of that, then He guided you to Islam. He guided you to understand and to know. And to acknowledge the bounties and the blessings that He has bestowed upon you. So when you pray, all of this should be from the the motivation I mean, that 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 targets you to what to and motivates you to what to praise Allah, to thank Allah, to to glorify Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Naam, to make that long Rukur glorifying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to make that long sujood glorifying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, asking for what you need, praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what he has given you, thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, glorifying him. This is Yani, subhanAllah, do we are we cognitive of this? Are we thinking about this when we pray? Or are we hurrying up trying to get to the Tasnim because we want to go to something from the dunya? The Shaykh mentions he says فمن دخل الصلاة بدون هذه التكبيرة, whoever enters into the prayer without this takbir, so they try to start the prayer, yani the prayer, but not with this takbir, yani they, they, they want to start it another way that's invented, or beloved آخر or with another expression. نعم غير التكبير another expression than the expression of the takbir for example they say allahu a'azham or they say allahu ajal as opposed to saying allahu akbar they say allahu a'azham which is true allah is the greatest allah is yani, the, the most magnificent okay this is true uh, allahu a'azham allah is the most powerful the most yani, magnificent okay yeah that's true but is that what the Prophet ﷺ taught us? No, the Prophet said Sudlu Kemaray to or suddenly pray as you see me praying. And the Prophet told us to say, Allahu Akbar. So if someone changes the expression and they enter into and they try to enter into the prayer with the likes of this. Then his salah will not count. Will not count, will not be correct. Okay? So we have to enter into the prayer by saying allahu akbar لأنه لم الصلاة الذي هو التكبير Because if they say another expression Or if they try to enter the prayer do another way Then they will not have entered the prayer with its takbir. Meaning they will not have entered the prayer with that which the prayer begins with So they will have yet to enter the prayer okay they will have yet to enter the prayer and if they pray upon this manner and they have yet to enter the prayer then of course the prayer won't count then of course the prayer it won't count when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam ayyana and the prophet sallallahu he specified and he pointed out and he used this specific expression and nothing else. He used this specific expression. And nothing else. So the Prophet ﷺ, He entered the prayer. All of his prayers by saying. Allahu Akbar. n'am hadith In the hadith. Of al-musi. Salatahu. Of the one who prayed badly. Where the Prophet Sallallahu Taught the Sahabi how to pray. Qala Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Prophet وسلم, He said unto him. Either when you have stood up for the prayer, see stood up for the prayer, that's why standing is first, right? When you have stood for the prayer, then make takbir. Then make takbir by saying Allahu Akbar. And this is the the meaning of this particular word and phrase in Arabic. When it is said The only expression that is that you've been commanded to say is Allahu Akbar. Naam. The third The third Naam. The third pillar for the salah then it is قراءة الفاتحة It is the reciting of Surah Al-Fatiha وهي أعظم Surah في القرآن And Surah, Al-Fa- Surah Al-Fatiha It is the greatest chapter of the Qur'an The greatest chapter of the Qur'an وقراءتها ركن في كل صلاة and the reading of Surah Al-Fatiha, then it is a pillar for every prayer. Every prayer, we have to read Surah Al-Fatiha. Bel, fi raka. But rather, not just every prayer, but for every unit inside of every prayer. For every unit inside of every prayer. Na'am. So a person can't recite Surah Al-Fatiha in the first Raka'ah And then say, okay, I'm good Now in, in, in the third, in, in the second and third and fourth Raka'ah I don't have to recite Fatiha Or if it's like Fajr, for example, in the second Raka'ah I don't have to recite Fatiha So on and so forth No, we have to recite Fatiha In every single unit of every single prayer Naam ولهذا فإن الفاتح افترض الله سبحانه وتعالى على العباد قراءتها في اليوم والليل and thus due to this Allah has mandated made it obligatory upon the slave that they recite in a day and in a night that they recite surah al-fatiha 17 times 17 times a day 17 times a day Allah has made it obligatory that we recite Surah Al-Fatiha 17 times a day Naam And this is from that which shows us The tremendous, the tremendous station The tremendous, what would you say? The greatness of Surah Al-Fatiha that its affair is an affair that is tremendous. نعم. وَمِنْ عَظِيمَ شَأْنِهَا فِي الصَّلَاةِ أَنَّ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانُهُ وَتَعَالَى سَمَّاهَا صَلَاةً And to show its extreme station inside of the prayer and how extremely important Al-Fatiha is, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has named Surah Al-Fatiha in the prayer as the prayer. Na'am. He has named Surah Al-Fatiha in the prayer as the prayer He called it the prayer Na'am. القدسي, As it comes in the hadith, the hadith of Qudsi Where Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala He says Where He says I have divided the prayer between me and my slave into two parts I have divided the, the prayer the prayer between me and my slaves, two parts, right? And then Allah Ta'ala, he says, وَلِي abdi And then my slave, he will have whatever he asks for. Na'am. My slave, he will have or she will have whatever they ask for. Now, what's being mentioned? Remember, it's been called the prayer. What's being mentioned after that? Surah Al-Fatiha. Surah Al-Fatiha is what's being mentioned. Na'am. Allahu Akbar. Allah Ta'ala, he he, he goes on to say in his Hanith, Hanith al Qudsi, So when my slave says, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, or praise and thanks belong to Allah, the Lord of all that exists, when the slave says that inside of the prayer, Allah Ta'ala responds to that slave saying that statement by saying, Hamidani Abdi. He says, My slave has thanked me and has praised me. My slave has thanked me and my slave has praised me. And when he says, When the slave says, Ar Rahman Rahim, the most beneficent, the most merciful, the most merciful, the bestower of mercy. When the slave says that inside of the prayer, Allahu ta'ala. He says, he says, my slave has praised me. My slave has praised me. Now listen, let's stop. Want, I'll, let's reflect. When is the last time one of us prayed? And as they said, <laughs> It came to their mind and they remembered that Allah... Is responding to them when they say that by saying, My slave has thanked me and praised me. When's the last time one of us in our salah said, Ar Rahman Rahim? That we stopped and we thought and we remembered that Allah Ta'ala is responding to us in that moment by saying, That my slave has praised me. Have we ever thought like this when we prayed? Have, we, have this ever come to mind when we prayed? Or is it just mechanical? You, you, you understand? Allah Ta'ala, he goes on to say in this hadith, hadith Qudsi وَإِذَا قَالَ مَالِكِ يَوْمِ الدين, And when he says, when the slave says The owner of the Day of Judgment and when the slave says The owner And the ruler Of the day of judgment Qala Allah Ta'ala he says In response Majadani abdi My slave has glorified me Fa'itha And when the slave says Inside of, of, of the salah Iyaka na'abudu Wa Unto you alone do we worship, and unto you alone do we ask for help, aid, and assistance. Allah, Allah Ta'ala, He says, Allah Ta'ala said, This is between me and my slave, and my slave, He will have that which He asks for. I will answer what He asks for next. When we reach this portion of the ayah, in addition to understanding the meaning of the ayah Does it come to our mind as we are praying That Allah Ta'ala after we say this ayah Says unto us This is between me and my slave And my slave will have What he asks for Or what she asks for Have we reached this portion of the prayer And realized that what we are about to ask for Is a dua We are about to make dua now As the shaykh is going to mention A'la kulli hal. When the slave says, "فإذا قال," when he says, "اهدي اهدينا الصراط والمستقيم," guide us to the straight path. Na'am, guide us to the straight path. صراط الذين عمت عليهم غير المضبوط عليهم ولا الضالين. The guide us to the straight path, the path of those who your favor is upon not the path of those who your anger is upon them nor of those who have gone astray in addition to understanding the meaning of this dua acknowledging that yes we are actually making dua right now Have we remembered that when a slave says this Allah Ta'ala as Allah he says وقال, عبدي عبدي That Allah Ta'ala responds by saying This is for my slave and my slave will have what he has asked for Or my slave she will have what she has asked for Have we remembered that as we prayed This is something now just everyone answer to themselves Everyone check themselves Everyone Yani review themselves, everyone. Interrogate themselves and question themselves and the like. Sit down, have that hard conversation one on one with yourself, and see how you favor in these situations. Well, and it is authentically reported on the Prophet sallallahu that he said, "Anhu la salata and there is no prayer, no prayer at all for the one who does not recite the opening of the book, meaning Surah Al-Fatiha, the, the Surah Ibn count. There's no prayer for that person. So, so, Al-Fatiha is important because if a person doesn't recite it, then their prayer will not count so these are the things that are very important for us so for an individual who is new to islam and this is one of the most important things is to learn surah al-fatiha one of the most important things for you yeah uh, for, is a priority for you to learn surah al-fatiha and for those who are helping to teach and to educate new muslims right then they should Educate them and teach them how to say Surah Al-Fatiha. Every masjid, every masjid, especially, yeah, every masjid that has uh, people accepting Islam in their area should have classes for those who are new to Islam so that they can learn the likes of these things. So they can learn how to make wudu, they can learn how to make ghusl, they can learn the the prayer, how to pray, they can learn Surah Al-Fatiha, they can learn some short verses, uh, short, short chapters, excuse me, from the quran so they can you know, they pray with huh? use when they pray so on and so forth these things are very 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 important okay very important and of course this is in addition to learning the basics about islam the basics of the of, of the beliefs and you know so on and so forth okay اسمائها, and from the names of what of surah al-fatiha is umul quran the mother of the quran لأنها, because, like the ulema they have mentioned, ما عليه القرآن Because Surah Al-Fatiha, it contains in general that which the Qur'an comes to explain in detail. So the meanings that the Qur'an explains in detail, Surah Al-Fatiha captures all of those meanings. It captures all of those meanings in a general fashion. And then now this is the opening chapter, right? And then now the following chapters of the Quran will go on to explain in detail the subject matter that was mentioned in the opening chapter. So for this reason, it's been called the mother of the Quran, naam al Quran, the mother of the Quran. This is why that what that phrase means. مُفِيهَا كَثِيرٌ al الدُّروسِ الْعَظِيمَةِ الْنَافِعَةِ and there are many lessons extremely beneficial and tremendous lessons inside of surah al-fatiha. But either kana and since it is requested from the muslim that they res- that they reflect over the quran. Allah ta'ala says and do they not Ponder over the Qur'an as it comes to surah al Muhammad verse 24 Allah Taala says and do they not reflect over the Qur'an? Yani we have been commanded to reflect and to ponder over the Qur'an. So the shaykh he says for kaifa shain his surah So now how much more so is the affair of this surah if we've been ordered to reflect over the Qur'an in general How much more so are we ordered and commanded to reflect over this surah? Allatii yaqra'u al muslim this surah in which a Muslim repeatedly recites You repeatedly recite this surah yaqra'uha farudan fil But rather in a day, in, in one 24 hour period, right in a day They are commanded to recite this chapter 17 times 17 times a day al Shaykh Saleh, Abd Aziz, he mentions, he says that not knowing the meanings, the tafsir, you want to put this put it another way, not knowing the tafsir, not knowing the meanings of those chapters that we oft recite, he said, then this is blameworthy. Those chapters of the Quran that we oft recite, not knowing the meanings and not knowing the tafsir of those chapters, he said, then this is blameworthy. Because if you do not know the meaning and you do not know the tefsir, you will not be able to reflect. You will not be able to ponder. How are you going to ponder? You don't know what it means. How are you going to ponder? You don't know the tefsir. You have to know the tafsir. You have to know the tefsir. So you know the proper meaning If you know the proper meaning Now you could reflect Okay So as it relates to Surah Al-Fatiha Are we studying Are we studying the Tafsir? Have we studied the Tafsir? And if so When's the last time we have studied the Tafsir? Right now If if, if asked How much can you recall Of the Tafsir and of the meaning of Surah Al-Fatiha? i ask you this one could you even tell me the translation of it in your language? You may be surprised one time in a children's class in the masjid, anyone like little little kids, any older kids, right? I asked them who can tell me the translation? Not not in-depth tafsir no no, just the translation of Surah Al-Fatiha. And it will make tears come to your eyes and sadness how little of them actually knew what it means so now how many adults are like that too right because when this was mentioned to the adults you see the looks of shame upon the faces of the adults which was an indication that what even the adults some of them don't know what, the, what it means and I'm talking just a translation, not in-depth tafsir, just a translation. This is a this is a tragedy, it's a calamity. And if you are wondering why our salah does not have the uh, desired effect upon us, this is part of the reason. Allah Ta'ala he says that the salah that the prayer it prevents al faqsha lewd and indecent behavior and sins and it yani, it prevents sin and transgression and it, in general if you find that you are one who will study upon your prayers but you're still plagued with these wicked nasty indecent sins this is an indication that your salah is not having the desired effect. Why? Because you are not praying, either you're not praying correctly and/or you don't have khushur in your prayer. You don't have any humbleness and you don't have concentration in your prayer. You're not reflective when you pray. Your heart is not attentive when you pray. So on and so forth. Why? Because having khushur, praying correctly, being attentive in your prayer, your heart being present in your in, in, in your prayer. You paying attention and concentrating in your prayer. These are from the things that will have effects upon you. These are from the things that will curb your yeah, I mean, desire for lowly and evil things. These are from this these are from the things that will enhance your condition as an individual. This is from things that will enhance your life. So you will see the positive effect of the prayer upon a person when they pray, correct. When they have khushur, when they ponder and they concentrate over the meanings of the verses that they are saying inside of the prayer, so on and so forth. This is what is needed to really benefit from the prayer. So we find that you're praying and your prayers not beneficial you because you are slacking. You are slacking. You are coming up short. You are negligent. That's why your prayer is not affecting you in a positive way. So, if my prayer doesn't affect me in a positive way, that's my fault. I'm to blame. I have no one to blame but myself. That's it. So, where are we? And 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 really And I stress this, and I'm saying this to myself first and foremost, because my ears are closer to my mouth than, you know. Um, I'm saying this to myself first and foremost. We seriously have to get our act in order. We seriously have 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 to straighten up. Because death is coming to all of us. And when it's over, it's over. When the opportunity is gone, it's gone. Those of you like me who seeing the grays come to your hair, you realize perhaps there's more days behind me than there are in front of me. So we can't play around. Life is coming to an end. We can't waste time. Life is coming to an end. One of my mashaikh in Egypt When I used to complain Foolishly About the amount Of work He would give me For memorizing The Quran And the like and I would complain This is a lot The other classes You know so, you know, trying to get out of it, trying to, you know, maybe get a little, uh, you know, uh, a shorter assignment, you know, less homework. He would respond to me and he will say, you'll have plenty of time to rest in your grave, but this is not the time for resting right now. If you want to be able to relax in your grave, then now you got to do the work. Now this is this is where you work for that. So if you do good, you'll have plenty of time to rest and relax in your grave, because in your grave will be like a garden from the gardens of Jannah, you see. And he only said that to me, but a few times, and I got the picture. I'm sitting there complaining about good, because it's I'm being called to ask, I'm, I'm being asked to, to 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 do a lot of good, and I'm saying it's too much. And in reality, it's not even enough. It's not even enough. I still was coming up short. Still came up short. Nothing, still nothing compared to the real men, compared to the self, compared to the compared to the generations that have gone by. We are not doing nothing. We are not seeing nothing. When you look at the self those who have gone by, what they learned, what they implemented, what they knew, what they memorized. What they live by, their level of devotion, their taqwa, we're not saying nothing. We are pitiful. So how in the world somebody so pitiful got time to complain? You got a lot of catching up to do, man. You got a lot of catching up to do. You ain't got no time to complain. Hurry and try to catch up because you still ain't saying nothing. So I got it. I got it, you know. Alhamdulillah. But when, even with that, when are we going to realize we don't have time to play around because death is coming? How many how many of us make you know intentions? I want to read this from the Quran. I want to memorize this surah, so on and so forth. And me and I had that intention, what? All all spring, we don't had that intention. All summer, we don't had that intention. Now the now the fall has come. The fall is coming and, and stuff we talking about we was gonna do way back when springtime. We still ain't do it yet. Still ain't read that chapter, still ain't finished memorizing that chapter yet. Why? Because we got distracted. We got distracted. And nine times out of ten, we got distracted by things that's not going to help us in the grave. It's not going to help us have that relax relaxation inside the grave. So we have to, we have to get our affairs in order and prepare for death. The sheikh he says, and I and I say I said all that as an intro into uh, this next a segue into what the sheikh he mentions next. He says, well, no. نظر المرء مثلا من بلغ سبعين سنة من عمره He said if one were to reflect for a person for example who has reached 70 years of his life وبدأ من And he began praying when he was young كم هذه في How often, how many times has that individual recited Al Fatiha in their life? How many times? He said, and thus it will be seen and you will understand, it will be known that what that there it is not befitting, it is not befitting that there only concern for the prayer and this is how I'm translating it, like their only concern, meaning their only portion of the prayer, was, or only portion of fatiha was just reciting it, their only share of fatiha was just reciting, this is not befitting, you're 70 some years old, you've been reciting yani, Surah al fatiha 17 times a day, for Allah Ta'ala yani, knows how many some years, okay, and Your only concern, your only portion of Fatiha was that you recited it? No way. All Muslims should be expert in Surah Al-Fatiha. All Muslims should know inside and out the tafsir of Surah Al-Fatiha. Now listen. When it comes to the tafsir, an individual, an individual, when you study something for one time, when you study something and it's fresh in your mind, you remember a lot of it. As time goes on, what happens? You start to forget so then you got to what? You got to refresh. You got to do refresher. You got to go over it again. You got to do You gotta do review. Okay? So, alhamdulillah, we may, some of us may have studied it before. But when's the last time you studied it? Because, Allah, and, Allah, and, Allah, and Allah Ta'ala knows best, you're probably not as sharp now as you was then when you, when you were still fresh in your mind. So this requires what? Did you do it again. You, you study it again. You review it again. You go over it again. You study it again. You go over it again. You study it again. You go over it again. You study it again. Okay? Like this. Why? Because you want to keep it fresh in your mind. You want to keep it fresh in your mind? Makes sense? How many of us yeah, I mean, back in school was good in calculus, was good in, you know, whatever? Okay, somebody now all these years far removed, you haven't used it. They bring you stuff that was so easy back then. Now, you know, you, you forgot. You don't even know how to do it no more. Now you look at it and it's totally foreign to you. Why? Because you haven't looked at it. You haven't reviewed it in how many years? So just because you did it before, not enough. Do it again. You just finished yesterday, start again. You finished last week, start again. And when you finish, do it again. Okay? Because this is for our benefit. Okay? So it is not enough that, that an individual they just recite it and that's it. Bel wajib and But it is wajib upon a person that they make a concern that they reflect upon it. And that they have and they truly understand the meanings of it. Wa and they understand that which it points to. Now وما فيها من الدروس متنوعة, that they have in it يعني, They they have in it دروس Because in it in, in Fatiha there are many lessons. Many lessons inside of Surah Al Fatiha ال, and there are many يعني, um, tremendous lessons inside of Surah Al Fatiha. I, I I give you this and I'll leave this for uh, for you for homework. Right? There was one time one one of one of the one of the Imams of the Haram. One of the imams of the haram, it was, um, I forget which one, 100%, I believe Shuraim of, of the haram. In the salah, he broke down crying to the point he had to, you know, get himself together before he could continue. He broke down crying after saying, Maliki Broke down crying. For those who understand the tafsir of Surah Al-Fatiha, they will understand why The homework for you Try to figure out why he broke down after that ayah Try to figure out why he started crying After he recited that ayah nah, that's, that's that's part of the homework Okay Alright There are many lessons inside of Surah Al-Fatiha حَتَّى <laughs> Until the individual every time they read it, they be reading it and reciting it upon knowledge, upon understanding, upon deep insight. Be what? Be madlulatiha, latiha. And that which it points to. Then the Sheikh he mentions, he says, and this is the final point he mentions on this on this point, on on this pillar. He says, W min umur he said and from the affairs that are very unfortunate and sad he said is that a lot of the people min al Muslimin from the general masses of the Muslims, they recite Al the Fatiha and they don't that he says, guide us to the straight path Dua is a supplication. That many of the Muslims recite Surah Al-Fatiha and they reach this portion, guide us to the straight path. And they do not feel, they do not acknowledge in that moment that they are making dua. They do not acknowledge in that moment that they are making dua. yadu Allah azza wa jalla. And with this and that they are calling upon, they are supplicating unto Allah Azza wa Jal bi Umur with the greatest of the affairs and from the most noble of requests, and As Mustaqim that Allah guides them to the straight way, to the straight path. This is tremendous that we're asking Allah to guide us to the straight path. In the Salat, we're asking Allah to guide us to the straight path. That within itself should have impact upon you. It should have impact upon your day. Because how do you pray your prayer, ask Allah to guide you to the straight path, and then me out and immediately start acting foolish. Immediately start acting like those who are on the path that of, of, of destruction, that path that is crooked. That path that has within the iraj. It has crookedness in it. We ask a lot, God, to the straight path, and then we end, and then we test them out the prayer, and immediately start acting crooked. Allah them stand. This is only indicative of a person that was not cognitive of what they were saying. They were not concentrating, and they weren't aware of what they was asking for. How can this person benefit? How can someone like that benefit If we like that How, how can we expect to benefit from our prayer Wallahu al-musta'an Wallahu al The shaykh says Allah <laughs> Because of this Because we're making this dua Asking Allah to guide us to the straight path That thing We all need that Right Due to this tremendousness Due to the importance of Asking Allah with this particular request For this أَوْجَبَ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلَ عَلَيْنَا هَذَا سَبْعَةَ عَشْرَ مَرَّةٍ فِي الْيَوْم وَالْلَيْلَةٍ Due to, oh excuse me, and due to this reason, Allah Ta'ala, He has made it obligatory upon us that we make this supplication 17 times a day, in a day and in a night, due to its tremendous affair due to its tremendous status wabaina wabaina ayna maafwan wabaina hadha du'a thana'un wa tamjidun li-llah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa iqrarun bil-'ubudiyyati lahu 'azza wa jalla in in close proximity or before and before making this dua, before making this dua inside of Surah Al Fatiha, then we have Yani praise and thanks, glorification uh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, glorifying and exalting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while acknowledging and yani for lack of a better term, testifying to what the servitude. That belongs unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the acknowledgement of the servitude that all of the ibadah belongs unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All and where of ibadah. Now, what yak and And unto you alone do we ask for help. Which is the indication that what? That all of the and where? All of the uh, categories of worship belong to Allah and to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. All of this We say prior To asking And begging Allah To guide us to the straight path This is tremendous Right Surah Al-Fatiha Is tremendous So we have to have an extreme concern for it Let us go learn it Let us go read it Listen Everybody listening If we don't do nothing else today Except go and read the translation Of Surah Al-Fatiha Please go do that If you don't do nothing else But read the translation Please go do that And for those who have access to Tafsir Ibn Kathir Or Tafsir al-sa'di For example Because I know these two have been translated Right? Please If you have more time Read the, read the translation of the Tafsir Of Surah Al-Fatiha If you don't do nothing else today, please read the translation. At least. And if you have some more time, read the tafsir. And if you don't have time today, then make that your business for this week to read the tafsir. Make that your business for this week to read the tafsir of Surah Al Fatiha. And that is from your homework, inshallah ta'ala. And then the Shaykh goes on to get into the next pillar the fourth pillar of the pillars of the prayer. But inshallah ta'ala, we'll save that until the next class. bihād al-Qadr. اللَّهِ عَلَىٰ نَبِيِّنَا مُحَمَّدِ alihi وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ وَجَزَاكُمُ اللَّهُ خَيْرًا